Thanks for listening to the History Buff podcast with your resident history buff and Berlin tour guide, Artie. If you're enjoying the podcast, then you can really, really help us by liking and sharing the episodes on social media and rating the podcast on your streaming platform. If you'd like to see more History Buff content, then please give us a follow on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. Links are in the show notes. Thank you for your support. And today we'll be talking about Holodomor. Now, for those of you who don't know, Holodomor, the word itself, means death by hunger in Ukrainian. It is also known as the Great Famine. And it was essentially a man-made famine in Soviet Ukraine that lasted from 1932 until 1933. Millions of Ukrainians died and it was responsible for the depopulation of entire areas of Ukraine. It has been recognized as genocide by many countries worldwide, including Ukraine, Canada, Germany, the US, Brazil, Mexico, Hungary, Czechia, and also the European Parliament. The Russian state to this day still denies it was a genocide and has never issued a formal apology. I'm very aware of the current situation in Ukraine, and so any profits made from this episode will be donated to the war effort in Ukraine. And I'm doing this to try and highlight aspects of Ukraine's past, which a lot of people don't know about. And it's our responsibility to tell Ukraine's story and make sure people know about its past. So after the Russian Revolution and the fall of the Russian Empire, Ukraine seized its chance and finally became an independent country on the 7th of March 1917 after hundreds of years of being a part of other empires, including the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth and then the Russian Empire. However, this period of independence was rocked by conflict and war, the Ukrainian War of Independence, where multiple adversaries fought for, for their competing visions of the future of Ukraine. Ultimately, the Soviets win and install the Ukrainian SSR, which stands for Soviet Socialist Republic. Until the end of the 1920s, Ukraine is granted a certain amount of freedom and cultural autonomy by the central Soviet authorities in Moscow. However, Lenin dies in 1924, and Yosef Stalin succeeds him as the leader of the Soviet Union. Stalin quickly consolidates his grip on power and eliminates all opposition within the Communist Party. Stalin starts to restrict Ukraine's autonomy and arrests and executes intellectuals, church leaders, and anyone who advocated for a distinctive Ukraine. Stalin then orders the collectivization of agriculture throughout the Soviet Union. Now, this is essentially where all the previously independent and privately owned farms were transferred to the ownership and management of the state, so to the central Soviet government. Many of the farmers who were largely small-scale or subsistence farmers did not want to let go of their farms. There were more prosperous farmers too who owned livestock, for example, and these farmers, along with resistors, were denounced as kulaks or rich peasants and treated as enemies of the state who needed to be eliminated. Thousands were executed, uh, but many more were forcibly deported to the far north or to Siberia. In 1932, the Communist Party set 
thoroughly unrealistic quotas of grain that Ukrainian farms were expected to contribute to the Soviet Union. This is because Ukraine has some of the world's most fertile soil and is therefore a huge grain producer. It is actually known as the world's breadbasket. Stalin decided to take advantage of this and extract as much grain as he could from Ukraine, which he could sell to the West and then use the profits to fund the industrialization of the Soviet Union. When Ukrainian villages inevitably couldn't meet the unreasonably high grain quotas, special teams were sent by the authorities to search homes to look for other foodstuffs. By the beginning of 1933, Ukrainians were starting to starve and farmers left their villages to look for food. However, the Soviets issued a decree banning Ukrainian peasants from leaving the country. Many starving farmers were then captured and sent back to their farms, which was essentially a death sentence in all but name. Laws were then introduced to make the theft or hiding of grain for personal consumption an offence punishable by execution. In some cases, you actually had watchtowers with soldiers keeping an eye on the harvesters and making sure that they didn't steal any of the grain. The central Soviet government was informed of this, but they continued to press authorities to extract as much grain as they could. There were many other factors that also contributed to the worsening situation. Um, Ukrainians were not happy about collectivization, and there were numerous peasant revolts where local peasant farmers and villagers rebelled against the Soviet administrators. But also, um, the Soviet administration itself was very poor. The government managers of the farm often didn't know the local farmland well and therefore couldn't plan properly. And this also led to huge inefficiency in the actual harvesting itself. A huge percentage of grain went unharvested and a lot of the harvested grain was lost during processing, transportation or storage. So the whole problem was compounded and made a lot worse by Soviet inefficiency and ineptitude. So various effects of the famine were obviously people became so hungry that they killed pets and livestock, including horses, in order to eat them. But also there were acts of cannibalism and these became well documented and around 2,500 people were convicted for cannibalism. Purges were carried out in the Ukrainian Communist Party with thousands of members deemed anti-Soviet, counter-revolutionary, and chauvinist and deported to gulags. Estimates vary on the number of Ukrainians that died, but the most consistent number I have seen is an estimated 4 million Ukrainians died uh, because of the famine, accounting for over a third of the 10.8 million total victims of the Holodomor throughout the whole of the Soviet Union. Now this amounted to the death of 13% of Ukraine's population at the time. After the Holodomor, the Soviets promoted a Soviet identity and pressured the Ukrainians to use Russian as their official language, as it did in all other Soviet states. Even years later, families of Holodomor victims feared more repression from the Soviet authorities. And the stories, trauma and fear were passed down secretly from generation to generation by word of mouth. This was actually illegal, as the Soviet authorities had forbidden any discussion of it. And so, it was never taught officially in schools. The Soviet Union, and indeed modern-day Russia, never acknowledged the Holodomor as a genocide. 
The Soviet Union heavily repressed any discussion of the event and indeed they went to great lengths to hide the atrocity from the world. In Ukraine, they have a Holodomor Remembrance Day on the last Saturday of November. This has become a key date in the formation of Ukraine's post-Soviet national identity. It is a loss of collective memory that was kept out of public discourse until independence in 1991. Up until that point, the Soviet authorities banned even the word famine in party, military and medical records from the time. On the 28th of November 2006, the Verkhovna Rada, or the Ukrainian parliament, passed a motion defining the Holodomor as a deliberate act of genocide. And in total, 23 countries, including the European Parliament, have followed Ukraine's example and recognised it as a genocide. I think there are also parallels that one can draw nowadays between Putin and Stalin back then. Putin has no regard for Ukraine's sovereignty and wants it to be a satellite state of Moscow once more. He also has no regard for the lives of Ukrainians, but instead of starving them, he is attacking and killing them with shells and ammunition. Now, I seriously recommend reading up about the Holodomor. I think it's a very important event that a lot of people, especially in the West, don't know about. And it's something that is very important for Ukrainians in remembering how they were treated by the Soviet Union, which was again, basically another empire that was forced upon them without their consent. That's it for now. If you have any topics you'd like me to cover, then please let me know on the History Buff Instagram or Twitter pages. As long as it's history, I want to talk about it. Anyway, thanks for listening and uh, looking forward to talking more about history again soon. Goodbye.